This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So as the weather warms up, we're outside gardening or doing yard work. There are so many opportunities for skin issues, right? And for me, it's always a mystery to know what's going to irritate my skin, but I'm definitely out there itching and scratching. But the good news is active skin repair always seems to save the day. Active skin repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, making it suitable for use on all skin types, all parts of the body, and even on rosacea, eczema, and acne-prone skin. Here's what I want you to do. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and get 20% off your order when you use code JOYFUL. Again, that's www.ActiveSkinRepair.com. Find out more about the product and get 20% off your order when you use the code JOYFUL. Hello, welcome back. Welcome to the Joyful Courage Podcast, a place for inspiration and transformation as we work to keep it together while parenting our tweens and teens. This is real work, people. And when we can focus on our own growth and nurturing the connection with our kids, we can move through the turbulence in a way that allows for relationships to remain intact. My name's Casey O'Rourke. I am your fearless host. I'm a positive discipline trainer, space holder, coach, and the adolescent lead at Sproutable. Also, mama to a 20-year-old daughter and a 17-year-old son, I am walking right beside you on the path of raising our kids with positive discipline and conscious parenting. This show is meant to be a resource to you, and I work really hard to keep it really real, transparent, and authentic so that you feel seen and supported. Today is a solo show, and I'm confident that what I share will be useful to you. Please don't forget, sharing truly is caring. If you love today's show, please, please pass the link around, snap a screenshot, post it on your socials, or text it to your friends. Together, we can make an even bigger impact on families around the globe. If you're feeling extra special, you can rate and review us over in Apple Podcasts. I'm so glad that you're here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Enjoy the show. All right. Hey. Hi. Welcome. Welcome to a solo podcast episode here. Joyful Courage, Parents of Teens. So glad that you are tuning in. Is it your first time? Have you listened before? I hope it's your first time. Welcome. If it is, I am Casey. I'm the host here. I'm the space holder. You heard all about me in the intro, so I won't get into that, but You know, my goal is always to grow, grow, grow the reach of this show because from what I hear, it's really useful for parents of teens to listen in. And as I've said, and I'm going to continue to say, I really need your help to spread the word about the pod. I am so grateful to those of you that, you know, took my request and went into action So there's a couple of lovely reviews on Apple Podcasts that I just want to share. One says, do you have a challenging teen and all your parenting tactics aren't working? 
Casey is here to save your day and teach you a different approach. I've been listening to Casey for two years now and have joined her membership this year. So supportive. My relationship with my teen has completely changed and we've developed a closeness that I never thought possible since I started the positive discipline technique. I totally recommend this podcast. Five stars. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Another review came in that simply says, thanks. Casey is a lifesaver if you have a teen. Also heard, I love this one. This is from last week, healing me and my daughter's relationship. Every time I listen to an episode of Joyful Courage podcast, I feel like I grow a deeper understanding of myself and my child. As a woman of color, this series still resonates with me and the intention I have with my parenting style. I'm so grateful I came across this podcast. I will always Look to it for guidance on my parenting journey. Oh my gosh, that makes me feel so good. And finally, I heard Kesey's podcasts have given me a framework to parent my teens that really resonates with me. My relationship with my teen has improved immensely because of her encouragement and expertise, you guys. Oh my gosh. The fact that I get to read those reviews, that they come from real people, listeners like you, It means everything to me to know that this is helpful. There's a lot of podcasts out there. There's a lot of people talking about parenting, a lot, (laughs) as you know. And the idea that all of you are tuning in here and finding value here, it's everything. So thank you to those of you that left reviews. And if you're sitting there like, oh, right, I was going to do that thing. For Casey, do that thing. And really, it's not for me. It's for the whole world, right? Because the more reviews that show up for the show in Apple Podcasts, the more likely it is that it gets shown to ever more parents that don't know about it, right? Like that's when we talk about, when you hear people like me talking about growing my reach or growing my platform, it's really how can I get ever more people tuned in so that they can also be practicing these tools and being in their own personal growth and shifting their relationship with their kiddos. Because their shift in relationship with kiddos shifts how their kiddos show up in the world, in the classroom, in, you know, at their jobs, on the sports teams. Like it's this ripple effect. It's for all of us. It's not just for me, my family, you, your family. It is truly for the world, right? When we raise a generation of kids who grow up feeling a healthy sense of belonging and significance, meaning connection and personal responsibility, we are contributing to the health and well-being of the planet, right? And right now, the planet, (laughs) it needs that support. God damn, it is crazy out there and it matters. It matters what we do. It matters how we show up for our kids. It matters how we show up for all kids, right? Just because you don't belong to a certain marginalized community or your child doesn't express, you know, in certain ways, all kids need our love and support. All kids need us to be thoughtful in how we're raising our own kids and how we're showing up for the all, right? Yes, great. Okay, today, today I wanna talk a little bit about Monday's show, I want to talk about, I'm kind of off the cuff today, okay? I'm just going to be honest. I've got a plane to catch in a few hours. I wanted to get this recording in. There's some things that have shown up with clients and in the Facebook group that I want to talk about. So 
yeah, if it gets a little rambly, you know why. But some of my best shows are the ones where I haven't scripted the whole thing out. So we're just going to hold that this is going to be one of those shows. All right. Who's with me? So Monday, Art of Connected Parenting. Are you enjoying that? I mean, I know that it's not specifically designed for parents of teens, but we're really working on making sure that those conversations are expansive enough to include everyone. And I think really we're talking about personal growth and interpersonal relationship. And it doesn't really matter how old your kids are or which relationship you're even referring to. I think at one point we were talking about being intentional on Monday and you might have caught me saying something like, hmm, this reminds me of marriage counseling. (laughs) (laughs) And you hear me say that a lot on this podcast because really what we're centering is like how we relate to each other, whether it's our kids or our partner or our boss or our friends. This is all about the tools and strategies and way of being to relate in a way that really allows us to be clear, to be seen, to be heard, and also to be received by the other person, right? And to be received by the other person, they also have to feel seen and heard, right? And understood, space for listening, all those things. So yeah, Monday was all about being intentional and really like, what is our why with what we say and what we do with our kids? And I think that is such a big opportunity to start to recognize the places where you know, we're spending our time in shooting from the hip, in reaction mode, right? I've been talking a lot about this. I have a couple of families that are new to my membership and are new to positive discipline. And, you know, when you get to midlife, right? And I also have a couple of clients like this I've mentioned before. When you get to midlife, you do things the way you do things, right? The whole, you can't eat, teach an old dog new tricks. Is that a thing? I'm not calling us old dogs, but you know, the essence behind that statement is like we have had many, many years of being in response to life unfolding, right? Many, many years. We had that whole first part of our life where things were conditioned by our parents and our experiences and our beliefs were formed, right? We had you know, that period of time between childhood, adolescence, and becoming parents ourselves. Some of us, that was a very short time. Some of us, it was a little longer. But we got to kind of be recognized like, oh, I am my own person. I am separate from this family of origin. Who am I? And what, perhaps, what do I want to unlearn? Where do I want to grow, right? Maybe, I mean, I think about my own 20s. I definitely wasn't in the practice of, hmm, I'm going to take a look at my beliefs and my conditioning. What do I want to unlearn? For me, that really showed up in my 30s when I had small children and I started to really be confronted by that reactive nature that lived inside of me that came from beliefs and conditioning that were left over from my childhood. And that for me is when I deep dove into, okay, I want to do things differently right? And that was 20 years ago, 20-ish years ago. And I am still in the practice of unlearning, of relearning, of trying to do things differently. Now, over time, have there been places that maybe at the start were really wobbly for me that have become easier? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Because I made a committed you know, decision 
to practice showing up differently over time again and again and again. Not perfect by any means, but that commitment, right, to be more intentional in my relationship with my kids specifically has helped to feel less wobbly, right, in this mindset of belonging and significance as I work to leave the old paradigm of punishment and reward behind. We know the things, right? We know the things, putting them into practice is tricky. And so that's what's coming up with some of my newer members. They're really recognizing like, okay, I get it. I get it. I know what I'm supposed to do. I know how I can show up differently. And then the moments come up and I'm back at the old way of being. And that makes perfect sense. I'm gonna remind you of an analogy that I love to share. If you've been listening for any length of time, you've heard this. So I'm gonna say it again, because it's a good one. I'm proud of it. I live in the Pacific Northwest. It is a very foresty, right? I live in the woods. And when you decide to go hiking, if it's a popular hiking trail, you know, it's pretty well maintained. I mean, all of the foot traffic over time has created a path that's easy to follow, right? It's easy to follow. You don't have to think much about it. You just carry on. There's the path, right? Here we go. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Thank God. Spring into summer is my favorite time of year. After turning 50 last September, I've been really working on my physical health and well-being and can honestly say that I am feeling better in my body than I have felt in a very long time. Yes, credit goes to movement and working out, but even more credit goes to how I'm feeding my body. That's why I love Factor. I fuel up with Factor's no prep, no mess meals, 35 different meal choices, and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. I always have a new flavor to explore. It's amazing. You can crush your wellness goals this May, keep time in the kitchen to a minimum, and enjoy effortless support for the lifestyle you want to be living with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust from Factor. Head over to factormeals.com joyful50 and use the code joyful50 to get 50% off your first First box plus 20% off your next month. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50. Again, that's 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Yes, yes, yes. Join me. Join me in the health revolution and feel really good this summer. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The cool thing about Pacific Northwest is because the forest is so dense, you can look around and you can start to notice indents in the underbrush. And that's where the game trails are. Those are the trails that the deer take, that the cougars take, that the animals that live in the forest take. They are not like, well, I'm going to follow the human's path. They're like, no, I'm going to pick a different path than the human's. And 
you know, if you're paying attention when you're hiking, you'll see these game trails. And if you decided, you know what, today, instead of following this path that's really well laid, that's really maintained, I'm going to take the game trail. You're going to struggle, right? You're going to struggle. You're going to trip. There's going to be unseen obstacles. You'll probably fall and have to get up. You might need a machete or a tool. It's going to be really uncomfortable and awkward to walk the game trail. However, if you walk the game trail again and again and again and again, and you learn that game trail and you practice it slowly after time, that game trail wears down and becomes easier to walk. And the same is true when you decide to be different, to work on showing up with curiosity instead of judgment, to work on noticing what your hooks and triggers are and working towards pulling your shoulders back and letting them go, right? Whatever the practice is for you that's tricky where you say, ah, I missed that opportunity. That's the game trail, right? And even recognizing, I just said this to a client, even recognizing, gosh darn it, I missed the opportunity is a win because you're starting to see where those opportunities are, right? You're starting to see where those opportunities are. And the important thing too, something that I hear from clients too, is when you move towards a new way of being or a new tool or strategy or a conversation that maybe you've had before that hasn't gone well, but you know like, okay, I have to have this conversation with my kiddo. I'm going to try it a new way. I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to be authentic. I'm going to start off by saying, this is a hard conversation. And sometimes we get into it, you know, in a way that feels hurtful. And really, I want to have this conversation from a very non-judgmental place, right? When we show up authentically and open and trying to do something different, it can feel awkward and wobbly, right? And that doesn't mean it's not for you. It doesn't mean that it's not going to be useful. I mean, it's so important for us to be transparent with our teens and tweens. Like, oh my gosh, I've never had a middle schooler before, right? You're my first middle schooler. I didn't know what was going to come up. I kind of knew, but I wasn't sure. And now here we are. So we do have to have a conversation around limits on screens or limits you know, on your level of freedom out in the world, or we get to have conversations around, you know, what our family values are around, you know, friendships or relationships or family time, right? Like you get to be transparent. You get to be transparent. And sometimes that means that you're exposing that you feel a little wobbly, right? Like, I don't know. I'm not sure what the answer. I don't know how I feel about this. My kids have heard me say this like, wow, I'm going to need some time with this because I don't know. I'm not really sure. Like I've even said before, everything inside me wants to be a hard no. So let me sit with it, right? Or let's keep talking about it. Help me see this as something that you can navigate, right? The human experience is messy, you guys, as you know, right? And if you're in it, Like the messiness is not, oh, I'm a mess. The process of being a human in the world in relationship with other humans is messy, okay? So can we just like, yeah, can we just be with that? Can we just be with that? I'm definitely in my own mess and working through 
my own experiences as we all are. And something that's really important is to remember that your experience is real and valid for you, right? This work of being human, let alone the work of being a human raising adolescent humans, it's hard work. And I see you in your experience. And I see all the different layers that can come up, right? Are you also moving through divorce? Are you also dealing with addiction in your family? Are you also, is there mental health showing up, right? Have you gotten to a place in your relationship where communication is stunted? Is there a parent of yours that is ailing who is pulling you away from your little nuclear family? Are you struggling in your job, in your work? Like all of these things are happening simultaneously to us raising teenagers and trying to show up well for our teens and navigating whatever they're getting into, right? And I just wanna say that all of that is really real and adds to the work. And I see you, right? And I see you in that experience. For me lately, there's, and you've heard me perhaps talk about it here, but lately I'm really working through how to let go of attachment, right? Attachment to the narrative, attachment to what my people are going through, attachment to how they're showing up for me. And I find it really hard to let go of attachment while also acknowledging and honoring my needs, right? Like being non-attached, and you've heard me say, fiercely committed, lovingly detached. Like it's almost an impossible mantra, right? Being fiercely committed to the people that I love, absolutely. I want what's best for them. And it's their journey, right? I'm not the script writer for them. I don't get to decide what their life looks like, whether it's my teenager or my partner or my brother, sister, mom. Like, I don't get to decide that. I can love them. I can make requests around my own needs. And then the work is letting go of the choices that they make, right? And letting go isn't the same as not caring, I don't think. Anyway, I'm going back to therapy to sort all this out. So I just think it's really useful not to have the answers because I don't have the answers on this, but to at least be in the question and kind of roll around in it because I do believe there's something to this non-attachment piece and like giving our people space to sort through their own shit. I was listening to a teaching today I'm doing this little 30-day Buddhist teaching course on Insight Timer. And the speaker was talking about one of the eightfold path, the eightfold path to move us towards letting go of suffering. I am not a Buddhist, nor am I a Buddhist teacher. So I might butcher this, but there's the eightfold path that moves us in the direction away from suffering. And the first piece of that is right view. It's called right view. And as I was listening today, what it reminded me of is just the practice of recognizing, of dropping into the present moment and noticing our feelings, our thoughts, you know, our physical experience, which I really connected with because in positive discipline, when I'm teaching a class, if you've taken classes with me, 
you know, we'll do an experiential activity and we process the experience by asking the parents and the participants, what were you thinking in that experience? What were you feeling, emotion? And what were you deciding to do, right? And so I was recognizing how that fit in with this Buddhist teaching this morning around right view. And one of the things that really struck me today is he was saying, you know, throughout the day, take a moment to pause and recognize what are my feelings, emotions? What are my thoughts right now? And how is my state of being in this moment going to influence the next moment, the rest of the day, this relationship, the next year, the next two years, the next five years? Like, If we stay inside of how we are and who we be in our less than conscious moments, how is that going to influence our life? How are we influencing our life when we live from a reactive state? And are we okay with that, right? And so to me, this teaching was really that invitation again and again and again to pause, to create something to interrupt the moment just to check in and say, okay, what's going on with me right now? How am I feeling? What's an emotion that's alive? What are the thoughts that are running through my head? And I also like to check in on my physical experience, like how can I shift my posture? Where are my shoulders? Where are my feet? Where am I tense? Can I soften? And that for me is a stepping stone towards, okay, who I am versus who I want to be. Like that movement towards who do I want to be is a moment by moment practice, right? And if I want to be less attached, which I do because my people are doing fine. (laughs) And even if they're not doing fine, again, it's their journey. And the less attached I can be to it, the better I can just show up as someone who loves them unconditionally. Right. And so when I can check in on what am I attached to right now? Do I have an attachment going on right now? Is this emotion tied to an attachment? If I can kind of explore there, then I have a choice point, right? Am I going to carry on or am I going to shift into something different? And the more often we check in with ourselves about that, the better. Right. So I love that. I love that. And that, again, we talked about intentionality on Monday. That's really for me a practice that is super helpful in wearing down the game trail, right? In finding my feet and being ever more comfortable in a new way of being for myself, for my family, for the world. And, you know, We need to be curious about our experience, right? Something that came up in the Facebook group, Joyful Courage for Parents of Teens, if you're not in it yet, go check it out. Uh, There was an anonymous post by a parent who has a child who's a teen mom, and she was looking for support. The daughter was doing well. She was about to graduate from high school, right? The parents have offered tons of support around childcare for her baby. The daughter is graduating with great grades, but the mom's a little concerned or the parent's a little concerned about not really having much of a plan after graduation. And so she reached out to the Facebook group and there was so much lovely support. And there was a little bit of not so lovely support, which is interesting because that Facebook group, something I love about it is 
it tends to be insanely supportive, right? Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it, launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. So, join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts, starting in January. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking It. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Coe, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, You'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. There's a lot of big parenting groups that can get really ugly and judgy, and that doesn't typically show up in my group. And there were a couple people with really strong opinions. And, you know, somebody mentioned something about like, well, there's a place in between. And one of the commenters said, no, there is no in between here. This girl either needs to do X, Y, or Z. Done, period. And it reminded me, because I then responded with like, actually, there's a lot of in-between. There's a lot of both and. There are so many layers to any given dynamic to consider and to hold and to be curious about. And as parents, absolutely, is it hard to know when to lean in and when to pull back? 100%, right? Are there times where we should lean in that we might be pulling back? Sure. Are there times where maybe we're, we err towards pulling back where we should be leaning in? Absolutely. Back to that whole conversation around we're humans doing the best that we can with the tools we have. But we are also the experts on our family, right? We have a parental instinct that we get to be curious about and consider, right? Absolutely. Advice from others can be super helpful. It can also not be super helpful, especially because you're the only one that's really holding all the information, right? And, you know, when I think about this, I think back to my own experience of having a kiddo that went way off the rails and getting advice. Uh, It was really hard, you guys, because there was a lot of opinion around Rowan and her choice to drop out of high school. 
And there was also a lot of like, you can't let her do that. I love it when people say, why are you letting them? It's like, do you have a teenager? Like, (laughs) how's that going for you? Anyway, you know, I was the person that lived with my daughter. I saw her every day. I saw her struggles. Was I super confident in that choice? Absolutely not. But once it was like, okay, here's the direction we're going in, I got to be a cheerleader, an encourager. I also got to pull back and let her be in her experience. And my group of people who I would talk to about what was going on with her got very small, right? I had to protect myself because I was already in plenty of doubt. I didn't need other people's voices to make me feel worse about what was going on, right? And again, there is an in-between, right? There's an in-between that exists. Parenting is not cut and dry. Parenting is relational. It's about the relationship that we have with our kids. So to assume somebody who doesn't know you, you know, for them to come in and granted, she was asking for advice. She was asking for support. So this person came in, but then in the comments, as other people commented, the same commenter would come back and say, no, you're wrong. It's like this. There's no in-between. And that's where things got a little dicey in the comment section. I had to show up. But yeah, and again, it's that intentionality. Last week, right? What's the critical thinking that any given circumstance is offering your child to develop, right? What's your intention around relationship with your child? What's that long-term vision that you have for them? you know those things. Other people don't know those things about you. And so even when we get advice, it's important to measure that advice up against what are your intentions? What do you want for your child? And we get to trust our guts. I listened to Zen Parenting Radio last week. It was a great episode about a few different things, one of which was you know, parents are evermore remaining really close with their adult children and it's working out. It's not over-parenting or controlling, but it is like a relationship with our grown kids that is really close and lovely and was nice to hear them talk about one particular article that came out about that. One of the things that Kathy, who's the co-host, it's Kathy and Todd Adams, one of the things she was talking about was like trusting our gut. And she gave the analogy of like, you know, When we cook, right, you might be someone who has enough experience cooking that you can trust your gut, you can trust the measurement, you can throw a little spice here, a little spice there, you know what something needs. Versus parenting, by the way, I'm not that person. I'm on Team Kathy because she was saying she follows the recipe. I am a total recipe follower. I do not have an instinct when it comes to cooking. Parenting though, over time, I think the better we know our kids, the more we can trust our gut right? The stronger the relationship is. And when I say stronger the relationship is, I don't necessarily mean that you've got a kid that tells you everything, that talks to you all the time, that's super open, because that doesn't have to be what, quote, good relationship or strong relationship looks like. It can look a lot of different ways. But the better we know our kids and ourselves, the better we can trust our instinct and our gut. So, you know, It's all part of the soup, right, of this work, this personal growth work and this interpersonal relationship work, and it's messy. And 
the only thing that's certain is uncertainty, right? The only thing we can count on is things to change, right? And I love that too, because this has come up in some conversations as well. Whatever you're moving through right now is a snapshot of the bigger picture, the bigger tapestry of your life and your kid's life, right? I mean, can you go back to February 22nd, you know, 1989 and remember, I think I was like, I don't know how old I was in 89, 14, 13? Anyway, can you remember what happened on February 22nd of that year? I can't, right? And you and your kids are not gonna be able to pinpoint February 22nd of 2024 either right? Whatever's hard today, whatever's hard tomorrow, whatever's hard this year is going to change. It's going to move. And in the end, when you get through it, what do you want to be left with? A relationship with your kiddo, right? I mean, I think that's what you want because that's what I talk about all the time and you're listening to this podcast. So what can you do in all of these snapshot moments to ensure or to nurture that long-term goal of connection and relationship, right? You get to be in the in-between. You get to be in the curiosity. You get to be in the teasing apart of what's theirs, what's ours, where can I grow? You get to be in the possibility that you need to go back to therapy like me because I've hit a block, right? I've hit a new place where I get to be the beginner again, right? I get to be the beginner again and learn more about myself and grow for my own sake, but also for the sake of my marriage, the sake of my family, right? This is messy. This is messy. And shifting our mindsets is no easy thing, right? We can do it in our brain, but it takes our heart a little while to catch up. We can choose the game trail and it takes practice and a commitment to keep choosing the game trail before it gets worn down and becomes this space that is familiar to us. So yeah, how's that? Is that useful? (laughs) So my questions are, one, what are your takeaways? What were those aha moments that you had to write down or capture in your phone or go back to in this conversation? Second question, what is a current challenge that you're moving through that would be served by some compassion and some curiosity around that feeling, thinking, deciding? And then finally, what can you do to practice interrupting your day on a regular basis so that you can be more aware of your present moment, so you can be more aware of when your thoughts, feelings, decisions don't necessarily align with who you want to be, right? What kind of practice can you have? What will you do to help yourself with that interruption? I'm really excited to hear what you have to say about this. I'm going to post those questions in the Joyful Courage for Teens Facebook group. If you're not in that group, all you got to do is search Joyful Courage for Parents of Teens on Facebook. Ask to join, but answer the questions because I don't let anybody in if they don't answer the questions. And there's like three questions. They are not hard, but it's just kind of a filtering thing to keep the bots out. So yeah, that's what I have for you. That's what I have for you. I am off leaving on a jet plane this afternoon. I get to go to 
One of my best friends from high school is getting remarried, bringing the band back together, all the girls. We get to play and enjoy each other and laugh about high school. One day your kids too will be laughing about that period of time. So stay in perspective, everyone. Have a beautiful weekend. And uh, yeah, I'll talk to you real soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening in today. Thank you so much to my Sproutable partners, Julieta and Alana, as well as Danielle and Chris Mann and the team at Podshaper for all the support with getting this show out there and helping it to sound so good. Check out our offers for parents with kids of all ages and sign up for our newsletter to stay better connected at besproutable.com. Tune back in on Monday for a brand new interview and I will be back solo with you next Thursday. Have a great day. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent with sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast.